Hello everyone, welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and today I want to talk to you about Reiki, but more specifically the sacred dance with Reiki. And the reason this was coming up is because I get questions all the time about finding the right teacher and the ins and outs of our practice and our experiences with the technique itself. So I'm going to share some information with you today about what I have learned along the way and hopefully it will help you in finding a teacher for yourself or if you're already practicing, give you some clarity about your sacred dance with the technique. So let's get right into it and enjoy the show. Okay, so here we are, Reiki Radio, and I will say that this is a re-recording. Um, I recorded this podcast, I guess, like I, earlier this week, uh, the Sacred Dance of Reiki, where I wanted to talk about the journey of finding a teacher and just different aspects of what comes up for people on this journey of Reiki. And while it was okay sharing by myself, I thought this topic would be so much more fun with, drum roll, <laughs> Tiffany. Yeah, hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here She's to talk about this stuff. Back. She is back. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, Tiffany and I, we've known each other for years now, but Hey, as you know, it, through this, I, there's a lot of information, a lot of varying information within this realm, especially when it comes to Reiki, and it's because of the different styles and, um, of, you know, teachers all have different perspectives, all mm-hmm. of these things, but I get a lot of emails from people asking about these things, and while, again, I love to share, you know, period, it's more fun, and I think it just creates um, more for people to be able to consider and chew on with both of us here. And because this is such a big topic for so many people, I thought it'd be fun for us to dive on in. Yeah, thank you for inviting me to do this one with you. Well, you know, we always have fun together. Of course. For something that's so serious or potentially serious, we'll make it Uh lighthearted because that's who we are. So one of the first things is how to find a teacher. People ask all the time, and, you know, the first thing that comes up for me I think is interesting about it is that if you've never done Reiki, you've heard about it maybe, it would be hard, I guess, to find a teacher because you don't know what to look for. So, Mm -hmm. like, what was that process for you, or what do you recommend for people when they're looking? Well... The process for me was, it was actually just quite serendipitous and I'm very grateful for it. I was in a yoga teacher training and um, I don't remember if we had a workshop about energy work, not particularly Reiki itself, Mm -hmm. but just it was an energy worker. I think we probably talked about the chakras and just energy in general. And my friend had done the work for me. She had researched and she found you. And so she told me about it, 
and, and I, yeah, I honestly don't know if I asked her if she just told me she did. And I was like, well, give me that woman's phone number. And here we are like five years later. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty serendipitous. However, I do, um, I have had the points where I've sought out something and just in an oversaturated market and I've yeah. just been overwhelmed to the points of par- paralysis where I'm like, right. you know what? Forget it. There's too much stuff here. Um, we were talking earlier about shamanism. I was looking mm-hmm. into teachers and I just, I, I stopped because there's too much. You don't know who to trust. You don't right. know like how to understand how they teach or, you know, and I actually, I came across another shamanic teacher and like, she just wouldn't give me details. She's mm-hmm. like, I'll give people details when they sign on with me. And I was like, well, I don't know if I want to sign on with right. you as my teacher, you know? So it gets overwhelming and a little bit disappointing at times because you feel like you're never going to come upon it. So my advice for finding a teacher, I think, is really to talk to people, like yeah. people that you know, or people in the industry or the world of this kind of stuff, like, and try different places, like a yoga place, you might find some, some referrals. I think word of mouth is the best way to find somebody. Probably especially in this too. The only yeah. thing with that that can be challenging is a lot of times someone is like, you know, the black sheep of their peers or family yeah. or whatever so they like genuinely don't even have anyone to ask so I mean I guess you could say too like asking people that is probably the best especially uh-huh. someone who has worked directly with the person or knows them but another thing I mean you could tell people like yeah research the teacher but just like you said like you're looking for one with shamanism and even yeah I mean, how, I don't know, other than I do tell people sometimes maybe look up Reiki itself yeah. to get more understanding about what it is and why they're even connecting with it. Right. And then looking at, you know, someone's website to see if that teacher sounds like they resonate with you. But definitely, probably a good thing is asking what their classes include or... yeah. Yeah, what information you'll be provided and... Well, and I think also before, I think before I even met you, but before my friend guided me towards you, I was looking into the world of Reiki and I looked up one on Yelp in San Diego. Yeah. And I went and for a session. Yeah. I wasn't looking for a teacher at that point in time because I didn't know that this is where my life was headed. <laughs> but I went for a session um, just to check out what the That's singer he was. Yeah, so... Um, and I knew from the session she wasn't my teacher, so I didn't yeah. ask any further. So I think, like, maybe going to workshops, it's easier to find a workshop and kind of step into learning about what this is. Right. Or, you know, putting yourself in a place where you can meet people where this stuff is available and then, you know, starting to guide the, maybe from like there. like a Reiki circle or something. Yeah. It's funny that you said I actually had the opposite experience. So, you know, my astrology teacher, you know her, mm-hmm. she recommended that I get a Reiki session and I didn't know what it was so I looked it up and then you know curious mind I was like well this sounds amazing so I ended up taking a class but I I guess the same the only thing that really kind of sold me on the the first teacher I chose was it seemed like her classes actually contained like some meat you know it it wasn't just like a one-day thing like Mm -hmm. a lot of them were um one day and I don't know it just it seemed like whatever she was offering there was more information involved yeah so I thought if nothing else I was probably gonna get you know a lot of information well my advice too from 
just my personal perception of this mm-hmm. and knowing what is entailed in the work yeah. is that if it's a short period of time, yeah. I'd be suspicious of it because yeah. it, it takes a lot to integrate this and there are a lot of questions to be asked, you yes. know, it's not something that's like so set in stone that you can just be given a piece of paper and follow the instruction of it and then have it. It's, it's a lot of information to dissect, to assimilate into you and right. it takes time. It does take time. And that's another thing, too. I mean, for anyone looking for a teacher, or even if you are a teacher of you know Reiki, I recommend um, seeing if there's ongoing support that's being offered. So either that the teacher is open to you contacting them if you have questions along the way, or if they just have resources or something to point you in the direction of something that may support you in your process. Because, I mean, even in my experience and what I've noticed, a lot of questions that we have around this come up after the training. Mm-hmm. So it's like once we actually have the attunement and we start practicing or playing with the different tools, that's where the questions come because now yeah. we're having these experiences that we haven't had before. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, on top of looking at what may be offered in the classes, also seeing if there's some kind of ongoing support or... Yeah. Yeah. And the teacher's availability, too. Right. You know, because if they're busy teaching Reiki classes all the time and they're not available for questions and you're a person who asks questions, yeah. I ask a million and 25 questions <laughs> before noon every day. So, <laughs> most yeah. of them are to myself in my head. Yeah. But <laughs> sometimes I, I pick up the phone. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you just want to find that support because I think that if we don't have the place to go to either just bounce a question off of somebody or ask it to be answered if we can't answer it ourselves, right. we're liable to just drop it all together. Right. You know, and it's not, it's hard to keep up a healthy vitality of this work if it's not, it, it's not like supported with somebody else in it too. If you're just trying to support it, maintain it yourself as you're working through this, totally. it might not be sustainable. Yeah, no. And that's actually why, like part of the reason why too, I, did the um, created the secret circle just so people could have a space mm-hmm. like a community almost like a sounding board yeah so where people That's could great. ask questions and have support from people who are on similar paths because there are so many people who do walk away from classes and don't have ongoing support or again may not have people in their life who they can talk to about these things so yeah. you know if nothing else like find good community but I think what you said is a good one, too. Maybe look for the community before deciding on mm-hmm. a teacher because at least then you'll have more insight around what it is you're looking for. Yeah, and the communities in this realm are different, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, you might not fit into one community and there might be a better community you're fit for. Right. And then said teacher that you're seeking. The teacher will find you. Totally. Eventually. Yeah. But make sure you're doing your due diligence properly for yourself to find that teacher. Yeah, and this is one of the things I'll say too. You've done multiple yoga teacher trainings, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yes. So I've talked about it on the show before too. I've done multiple Reiki trainings, and sometimes people feel like, "Oh, did I do? Did I choose the wrong teacher? Or was that you know whatever?" And um, one of the things I would say is, if you did have a training and you don't feel like it was full or complete for you, I mean, you can train with someone else. I mean, I trained with seven people total, and it's not because I didn't see any benefit from all of them. I mean, I, all of them, t- 
taught me something. Like I was in those classes for some reason. But the truth is, I mean, not everyone is going to have all of the information that we may be looking for. Not every teacher can support us necessarily for where we are. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, sometimes you go to a class and it, whatever you got from it may have been very different than what you expected, but it doesn't mean you weren't supposed to be in that class. Right. Sometimes it's the people, like you meet mm -hmm. people in that class and you're like, oh my God, I have a new community of friends, Yeah. whatever, but... Yeah, if you have taken classes and you still feel like you don't know or you're unsure, maybe look into studying with someone else. Yeah. But don't necessarily throw in the towel just because there was, like, one training that you didn't necessarily care for. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're interested in the information, mm -hmm. there's so much breadth of how much information's out there and to be closed-minded to just that one experience of it mm -hmm. would just rob you of so much wisdom. Yeah. Well, this leads us to, as well, um, two things I wanted to talk about in this. Uh, one is with teachers just asking. <laughs> like, if you are teaching or thinking about teaching, really consider that. Like, what type of information are you providing your students I think a lot of times we tend to forget that people don't always know what we know. Mm -hmm. And so say, for example, I can imagine there may be a Reiki teacher out there that would assume that if someone is coming to class, they must have some basic level understanding about energy already. And so they may not go into sharing any information mm -hmm. about energy or energy transformation with their students where that's not necessarily the case. There are lots of people who come into this and have no experience with energy yeah. or energy work. Um, I, actually, that was my experience. <laughs> but so it's like if you are going to you know, take on the role of teaching and sharing information, really think about like if what you're sharing is useful and do you think that your students could walk away with at least some foundational understanding mm -hmm. that will support them through their own practice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had another thought about this. Um, what, did, what did you talk, what was the starting topic of this? Um, the whole conversation? No, <laughs> just this little segment. <laughs> Teachers providing their students with information. Oh, yes. So this is where my mind went. I did a, I taught a Reiki 1 class to some friends who had already taken a Reiki 1 class. Yeah. And I asked for feedback. And, um, of course, they're my friends, so they just loved me up. But I was like, I asked honest questions. Like, just yeah. tell me, like, what was in your other classes that wasn't in mine that you would wish that you would see or like what did was in this class that wasn't in yours that made it better for you yes. and um one of the answers I got back of feedback was the interaction where I allowed everybody to tell their stories of what their experience mm -hmm. was coming into it what their experience has been through the class or like yeah. how they've experienced like what my teachings were prompting right you know, the idea of the energy and how we use it or whatever it may have been, and then ask them, like, how has this worked in your life before? And when they shared their story, the other people in the room heard it and it reminded them of something, and then they could share something more, too. I think that ended up being a really important part of the class is yeah. to share experiences to build off of what the experience had been in the past and what it is now. It's funny you say that. Um, 
one of the women who just finished her master level training who you know she and I were talking about this the other day and I told her one of the main things in this and teaching it is like giving people an experience too mm -hmm. so like one it is like I love what you said is so beautiful because I think that helps people to recognize how energy and all these things are already very present in their life mm -hmm. but then also giving people the experience of um experiencing what this is yeah. whether it's through guided meditation doing chi balls like sometimes again the things that we may think are so small mm -hmm. make a world of difference to someone who has never had the experience of working with energy before yeah. so hopefully um people will talk about that yeah. but here's a big one okay it's a little touchy Okay. Because it's become popular, <laughs> uh -huh. but I do get this question all the time too. Uh, Reiki training online. Hmm. Have you seen this? I haven't. Yeah. So it makes there's... me nervous to hear that though. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it's an interesting thing. So a lot of people ask me like, what do I think about it or whatever. Um, and I told you yesterday I had this like split between what I think and what I feel mm, that mm -hmm. I recognize. So what Super self-awareness of you. <laughs> yeah, I try. <laughs> so what I think, Where'd you learn that, Reiki? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Practicing my self-observation. <laughs> what I think about the learning Reiki online, I think it's interesting. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, I mean, it's energy work, one. So, I mean, of course, just like in Reiki classes, you learn how to do sessions where the person isn't physically in your space. So... Yes, I believe that you can learn or have attunements distant, remotely, whatever. However, what I feel about it is it's kind of like a disservice for you as the student because there really is this like, it's like holding the sacred space between mm -hmm. the teacher and the student, the attunement process. That's one part of it. But on top of that, when you're learning this, and again, in, in a class in person, you get to ask questions real time yeah. and you get to share experiences exactly what we're talking about and because this is energy and it's so experiential like you you it's just going to not have the same i guess like impact mm -hmm. than it would if you were able to learn it in person with other people and get to play with it with other people yeah. and experience the feeling of energy not just your own but what it feels like to engage in someone else's energetic field totally so there are so many more benefits in my opinion about doing um reiki classes in person but one of the biggest is also again like that sacred space that's being held between you and your teacher during the attunement process yeah so there i have a few things on this yeah one is that just the more tech quote-unquote technologically advanced we get the further mm -hmm. i feel it's pulling us away from each other yes i think it's very disconnecting and cold and right. that's a whole nother topic for some other yeah. point in time um but the other thing is that there is one more other thing and i'm afraid i'm going to forget that but this one is that in my class what i was talking about earlier about people sharing their experience, that was when we were doing the module learning. So just literally a PowerPoint presentation, giving right. them information, talking about it. But on day two of that class, we did a round robin of a Reiki session. Yeah. So like people were receiving, they were giving in a round robin, and we debriefed after that. And for everybody to, one, have that sensory perception in person. Yes. 
how they assimilated what was going on when they were doing that as a giver and as a receiver. And then as we talked about it, everybody realized how different their experience was as a giver, as a receiver. And I mean, for three people, there were six different perceptions that they were able to vocalize and hear, oh, wow, that's so different than what I thought, which is a really healthy exercise in the fact to know that Nobody receives Reiki the same way. Nobody gives it the same way. And to know, like, you're not doing it wrong. Right. So to be able to share that experience, uh, such a difference in experiences, when we're all in the same room doing the same thing, is super helpful. And, you know, one of the things with it is I think sometimes people don't necessarily want to make the investment, um, especially when they don't know what they're about to get into, I guess. which is fair. But... You know, it's kind of like one of those things I think of, like, you get what you pay for sometimes. Like, I mean, in the scheme of things, like, when you look at the cost of Reiki classes versus, like, other types of training, Reiki is very inexpensive in comparison to, like, a lot of different type Mm -hmm. of trainings. And for, you know, some reasons it could be because some classes are very short, like, some teachers teach a one-day class and that's it so I mean there are variables of why um, but it is really worth the investment to invest in a teacher that you feel drawn to or um, if your goal is to really work on you and Mm -hmm. if your goal is to deepen your connection with yourself and learn more about you and working on your emotions, your perspectives, all of these things, it's really invaluable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would say if you are serious about doing work on yourself and like, even if you don't know what that means or looks like yet, you may want to, yeah, be open to investing in a teacher that is really going to give you some information. And I think that goes back to what we were saying earlier. You know, if you don't have a teacher that's available, it's going to keep you not emerged in the in the work. Right. And so you'll just throw it to the wayside. Whereas if you invest the money in it that you should be investing in it, yeah. you're more tied to it. Your intent is deeper with really wanting to do the work and then you will stick with the work. It right. won't fall by the wayside because you found a valuable place to to be working on this with a teacher who's involved with somebody who's going to, you know, give to you what you need to stay ingrained in this. You know, and this is what I also want to tie into. I mean, because like after the class again is where a lot of the questions do come because now Mm -hmm. you understand what it is you're working with and you're having these experiences. So when I first recorded this podcast, I called it the sacred dance of Reiki. And this is like getting into the why. And I'm curious about your experience, too. You know, it is really legitimately like this um, this technique that you evolve with. I mean, mm-hmm. like the way you may feel connected to Reiki or what you feel about it or even think about it day one in your first class or after it will change so much mm-hmm. throughout like the next weeks, years, whatever it may be. Um, mine did so much so at one time I was like, am I even doing Reiki? (laughs) But I mean, I also at that time was kind of still on the fence of doing Reiki versus being Reiki. Mm, So, mm -hmm. um, anyway, so what has this been, like, have you had like your own kind of unique dance with this? Oh, hell yeah. What has this process been like for you? Yeah. Um, (laughs) well, when I first started out, I was like, yeah, this is what I'm meant to be doing. I'm supposed to be here doing like this as 
brought everything together. It lines up. I can't wait to be healing people left and right. Um, that was in the beginning, and that was fun. So then we get, like, further down the down the path of it, and right now I'm in a phase of, like, is it okay that I'm doing this? I'm not sure I'm set up for it. But the reality is I'm probably way more set up for it now than I ever was, right. you know, but it gets to the point where you do so much of that self-work that yes. you're, you're now you're looking internally so much. Right. That this is where I'm at right now, looking yeah. internally so much that I'm like, is this person really supposed to be out in the world, let alone like, quote unquote, healing people? Um, but you know, and what you start to perceive of yourself because you're in the shit and you're working through it to yep. clear the space, people, people's perception of you is very different. You yeah. know, like people think my friends think that I'm a miracle worker when right. I, when I'm doing this stuff, you know, I'm like, Oh geez, thank you. <laughs> Want to take a visit inside, you know, but, um, and at some point, like you turn that corner again, but there's corners all over the place because, as you learn and as you uncover and as you grow and as you experience more things, there's so much more to it. Well, I'm glad you bring that up because a lot of people in this, they do want to share with others and they do, whether it's in the form of like formally teaching or not, a lot of people do so much work on themselves and do get to a place where they want to share but feel like, am I ready Hmm. because of that exactly what you said, like, oh, I still am not perfect or I still am working through my stuff. Am I ready and able to share? And one of the things I always tell people is like your experience that you're having through your self-discovery is like the best teachings that you can share with anyone. Yeah. That's one part of it. Agreed. But another part is like we don't stop growing. Like you're never going to reach a point and wake up one day like, yeah, well, that was fun. I'm glad I did that Reiki. Now I have (laughs) nothing left to fix because I'm just perfect. No. I mean, we, it's an ongoing process and we're all constantly um, healing and transforming and changing and, you know, and so, yeah, I, I, I'm really glad you said that because I think a lot of people hold themselves back from sharing mm. because they don't trust that they are good enough to because they're still working through their own stuff. Yeah. And it's like, that's what makes you a great teacher though, really. Yeah. And the only way to, um, to really know that you are ready to share is to share and see the feedback you get. Right. You know, so That's it's so important true. to share, Very especially important. when you're feeling at, at the lowest point of I shouldn't be doing this at all. Yeah. Like maybe I shouldn't even be talking to people <laughs> is when you should, because then you get the feedback that you, you couldn't see yourself or right. it's like, Oh, wait a second. Like I saw how positively affected that person was like, I better get my shit together. Right. And work on it harder and faster so that I can be doing this. And it shows that there's another way to deal with our crap. Because Mm. there's a lot of people, like, we all go through phases of, like, whether self-criticism and all of this. But in this process, you know, of Reiki and the self-work, you really do learn how to navigate all of that differently. So I think it's important for us to share even while, I mean, we're always in our healing process. But it's important to be open and I think honest about that so Mm -hmm. people don't think that they are supposed to be something perfect or that people do understand that the process that they're going through would actually help uplift someone else if they told them how they actually got through it. I mean I would love to think that Reiki is just gonna like bring me this cloud that I wake up on every day and I just float through the day (laughs) you know picking flowers and showing up to my coffee shop and having the perfect like temperature of coffee and I just, you know, everything is perfect and beautiful, but, um, 
that's some there is a perception of that with this work, but the reality is like that's not the reality. Right. Well, it's kind of like I don't know why this is coming through this way, but it it's it's kind of like Reiki helps you to see your mind, but you still have the choice of how you perceive what you see. Do you oh, know what yes. I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like this work really does tune you in and helps you to go inward, but you still have to, you know, choose how you perceive whatever it is that you start to see about yeah. you and how you decide to work through it all. So it really is this like sacred dance in a way because there are moments of this that are so amazing, beautiful, the experiences you can't even articulate yeah and then there are the sides of this where you know it can be a little tougher where you are confronted with like shadow and Mm -hmm. you know going through the the stickier pieces of this but they're all very beautiful if you choose to see it that way and I think as a teacher and a practitioner you get to see that in other people also and help them to change their perception of you know I mean I don't know how to explain it, but sometimes I know I can see a person better than they can see themselves right. just by the message that I get. And then I present them with what came to me and they're like, oh my God, yeah, I didn't know that anybody has ever, Yeah, that's what I've seen in myself, but it's never been articulated and I've never brought it to the surface, you right. know, and then you start to help as a teacher, help them to work through that. Yep. It's really so it's strange. very sacred. It is. I mean, it's such an interesting experience from like all angles of it, like mm-hmm. in the role of teacher, in the role of student, in the yeah. role of person experiencing, in the role of the person holding space. I mean, yeah, every sure. angle of this is so um, beautiful and has so much depth. Mm-hmm. And But again, it's like one of those things you have to experience it. Like we could tell you about Reiki all day, but it is something that, you know, it's, it's really about a personal experience. So... Another thing in this, speaking of personal experiences, there are some Reiki snobs. I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna oh. go ahead and say it. Yeah, I don't think a Do lot of tell. people don't talk about this. And um, I'm happy to talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, what I've noticed is because there are different, um, you know, different teachers, different schools of thought, different, you know, whatever lineages, everything. And, again, I feel like, well, shoot, I've done Western and traditional Reiki, so I feel like if anybody could have, a like, a open-mindedness about this, like, clearly I should be able to. But there are, um, there's a lot of judgment in this arena where people are very, uh, they are certain that their way and their practice or their lineage or how they were taught is the one and only true way Mm. and so they will be very judgmental of how other people may have gone through their practice so just the same like I said like no I personally don't believe in the online Reiki classes but if that's what someone did and it worked for them like more power to them Mm -hmm. like you know what I mean like we all have our way and do things our way But I think when we are looking down at other people within the same realm, that that goes against the whole practice of Reiki itself. I mean, like, one of the biggest things in this is about being more compassionate, more loving, and all of these different things. So it's interesting to see that there are a lot of, um, (laughs) like, Reiki (laughs) 
little battles that happen. Mm -hmm. I even had last year there was a like a um, online on Facebook a little bit of a disagreement between two of my teachers. <laughs> one of my teachers was like called out one of my other teachers about something. I don't even remember what it was about, but it was so shocking oh, to publicly. me. publicly, man. Yeah, publicly. And I was like, Yowza. man. But what was more interesting were the responses from the people in the comments because then there was like this little bit of a back and forth. But thankfully, there were people who were trying to redirect everyone to remember yeah. what Reiki was about. Good, like, that's great. Hello, this is supposed to be love and light. So one of the things I would say with people that like if you are in judgment of someone else's um, lineage or whatever it may be, instead of being in judgment of them, maybe share what you know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I again, like I get emails from people who have practiced through all different lineages and all kinds of things, and I'm I would I can't imagine responding to someone like, oh, that's the training you did. Like I can't help you. No, I mean if if you feel like your training was so beneficial and so rich with information and you feel like or you believe that you have a wealth of information that may be supportive of another person, well, I mean, it would be so much better than to share that with them and try to uplift them mm -hmm. <laughs> rather than, you know, put them down for maybe not... No, It kind of goes back to the beginning of this. Like, not everyone even knows how to choose a teacher that is going to give them yeah. a wealth of information. And that right. can't be held against them. Right. You know? I think it's important, too, for teachers to recognize their responsibility. Right. If you're, people are seeing you as a teacher, mm -hmm. but then you're out there, like, bashing somebody else. Yeah. What are you teaching exactly? Right. One, the opposite of what Reiki is, but also, two, you know... There's people who are relying on you to some degree to teach. So, you know, being a teacher isn't necessarily just teaching information. It's being an example. Well, that's exactly it. And that's why it's like all of this is really about being your practice, living your practice. Mm, that's mm -hmm. why, you know, it comes up not to just do Reiki, but to be Reiki. Because it's not something that just ends on the table. Like, oh, you're a nice, loving, compassionate person yeah. in Boom, session. you're done. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, oh, and I, I can go back to being a dick. No, yeah. like... <laughs> Still, you know, work on being loving and compassionate even outside of session, even outside of, you know, training, whatever it may be. It's about how we show up in our life as a whole. So the final piece of this I wanted to talk about within the sacred dance of Reiki mm -hmm. is making the practice your own. Mm. So like aside from like foundational tools and what you've learned in class, have there been any like tools or things that you feel like you put into your sessions or your practice that are just like little sprinkles of Tiffany? Yeah, little sprinkles of Tiffany. Well, I'll talk about um, what I do is in my teaching and my sessions that are sprinkles of Tiffany, but then mm -hmm. also I want to share about what my process, how my process grows when I'm doing my own stuff. Right. So when I do sessions or classes, um, I'm very chakra based because I feel like it's a really great outline to um, assimilate the information that makes us up yep. from our energetic body. So it's, it's just a good focus. And for me, it's because I'm so scientific minded and I have such curiosity of the physical human body, yeah. the chakra system actually helps integrate some tangible knowledge of the body. So how the energy in those chakras relates to the physical body based yeah. on the glandular, glandular setup of the alignment of them and yeah. the nervous system and all that stuff. 
Um, and then I do, when I do Reiki sessions, I test chakras with the pendulum to see where the energy's at. Um, and at the end, I do an oracle card reading just for fun, but it's usually pretty mind-blowing because after the <laughs> session when we debrief about things that came up, nine times out of ten, the cards are reading exactly what had just come out of my mouth, Yeah, <laughs> which is bizarre, but amazing and obviously validated. Yeah. But that's what I love about, I think, um, having the experience of taking training like Eastern or non I mean, very traditional versus like westernized Reiki uh, because of the difference of keeping, keeping it very like true, I guess, like not untainted with anything else. Like some people teach and believe like Reiki just should be practiced just as is without any other elements mixed in like no readings no cards no crystals mm. no oils no nothing just just the energy work period point blank then of course here um in the west i mean we have that mm -hmm. uh, i think even different mindset of um making things more unique to us and yeah. like adding in these different elements like chakras which i love too and um again like oils and crystals and all of these different things and Quite honestly, I mean, one of the things I, I didn't sign up for, but it just naturally ended up being the way, was I thought, and I tried to stick to in the beginning, that Reiki really was. It was like, someone gets on your table, you work on them energetically, okay, bye, nice to see you. Yeah. I didn't really want to converse with anyone after, <laughs> but it, I mean, it naturally went that way. And what I started to realize is that you can't really do energy work on someone with and like that energy starts moving as part of their rebalancing and not expect that they may have some things come up that they right. may want to talk about or yeah. debrief or again things may come in intuitively like you never know but that also goes back to as well like the ongoing support and making uh -huh. sure people understand that this process from every angle, whether it's a class or a session, it's ongoing. Yeah. So making sure people have tools or you provide them with some kind of information to um, work on managing themselves when they're not in your space mm -hmm. or really being honest about like a Reiki session isn't necessarily just a one-off thing. Right. Like it may be something you may want to invest in like a package because the, the unfolding is ongoing. The mm -hmm. energy moving is shifting you and changing you even beyond the session so yeah it just is like i i guess in all of this i think something that's important is that people start having more honest conversations yeah about this and i i want to be honest i'm a traditionalist and a purist at heart when it comes to learning information yeah. i just want to learn it in its very very pure form mm -hmm. and only then after I've learned it in its pure form only then did I take my experience and be like okay add in elements add in elements because I want to know exactly how to do it from its pure state right but that might not be fully Tiffany you right. know and what I found for me to be a better teacher or a better practitioner was adding in these other elements you know yeah. can I read chakras without using my pendulum yeah Probably, but mm -hmm. I'm better at it with my pendulum, right. you know, like somehow that just translated for what I do. And sometimes I do judge myself. I'm like, you need to be able to better feel this energy with your hands. And, you know, when I'm testing, right. 
But then I'm like, the other part of me is like, this is what's working for you and it's great and it works. So, you know, integrating that was perfect. And it's like you said, like it just started to grow organically and naturally the add-ons, but learning it in its pure form was important. Well, that's one of the things too. I think it is important that like, you know, foundationally we have like these different tools or whatever, but I would say even in my little dance with Reiki, it has been, I feel like I've been led in a lot of ways by the energy and through my practice, you Mm -hmm. know, I paid attention to what worked for me and I paid attention to what I was being shown and how I was being guided. Uh I didn't put myself in a box of like, oh, this is just what my teacher said. I got to stay in this box. Right. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I mean, that's one of the things I tell everyone who trains with me, like take what I teach you to play with, Mm -hmm. but really trust your own process and your own evolution with this and like your own guidance, because it does... We all translate energy differently. We will all have um, different things we're healing, different things we're working on, different ways that we wake up to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And no one can tell you you're right or wrong in that. And I would tell people to even be mindful about telling other people that they're right or wrong in their process and just know that we all have our ways of getting where we're going and it doesn't always look exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. And I want to go back to when you're saying that investing in multiple sessions because Mm -hmm. it's always an ongoing process. Not that I'm trying to sell Reiki, you know, (laughs) if if it's your thing, do it. If not, that's totally cool too. But I, time and time again, when I've started with new people Mm -hmm. from the first session to the second, when we're debriefing, they're like the second time, they're like, that was so much different than the first time. The first time I felt all this crazy stuff and I couldn't get my mind to settle. And the second time they're like, I immediately fell into a deep relaxation and I'm like that. It makes sense. You know, the first time you get in there, your energy is like, Oh, Hey, who's this person trying to like get inside my energy and like work with it? You know, it's all over the place. And sometimes a lot of resistance, a lot of resistance. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, it's, it's just like training a muscle, right? Doing squats is not fun. If you haven't done exercised in a year and a half, you know, and you do it, you're sore for a couple of days and you go back the second time, it's not as hard because the muscles start to adapt to what you're doing. It's the same with energy. Yeah. It's the same with the mind as well when we're trying to quiet the mind. No, oh, and it's really, really true. And it's one of those things too, like I, I think I talked about this on a podcast before, but we never know what it will be like because it is like this dance that keeps changing rhythms and I always tell people, you know, find your unique rhythm but understand that the the it's not always gonna be the same. So like, you know, the way you have sessions this week Mm-hmm. You keep, you know, practicing and a month from now you'll look back and be like, Whoa, my sessions are so much different than they yeah. used to be and it really is something that is constantly like we're growing into mm-hmm. and we're constantly um given opportunities to expand more deeper more deeply into our awareness of all of this. Mm-hmm. So that's another main reason why I really wanted to have this conversation because I think one, it is again experiential. Like we can't just rationalize all of this and only try to see Reiki and these other types of modalities from a lens of the analytical mind solely. It mm-hmm. just, it's never going to work that way. And if you try to do that, you're never going to get it. But on top of that, that we all do have such rich experiences instead of, you know, shutting people down or creating more doubt or causing like, uh, 
separation mm. within the practice ex itself like really look at your own dance with this and how much you are embracing other people how much you are listening and also accepting the possibility that someone else's dance with reiki may look very different than yours and yeah. it doesn't make you more right or them wrong right um yeah like i i hope that people you will even consider what your teacher told you like i said i tell people all the time don't take just what your teacher said as like the uh, end all be yeah. all right yeah. no they're sharing with you genuinely what they feel has worked for them and what they may believe but it mm -hmm. doesn't mean everything that was exact for them is going to ring true or resonate with you right so it's like you know a big part of this process as well is learning to trust you yeah because i mean anything that we learn or that's passed down to us yeah is being filtered through that human's that experience totally. and through that lens. Yeah, we have a different lens. So right. we can take it and say, oh, that was that experience. Let me see if that experience, that similar experience will be integrated into me and how it feels. Right. There might be pieces of that experience that fit and then others that don't. Right. So to be self-aware of knowing what fits you and what doesn't and being able to pull those apart and apply what you think is necessary and then an awareness to know like what other stuff can I bring in that will make this feel more complete for me. Right. And I think especially because, I mean, I guess in the scheme of things, it seems like in the West, we're kind of still again in the big scheme of things in the infancy of this, like where a lot of us are now starting to become more open to like, um, different, uh, practices and teachings and all of these things and we have to recognize that none of us like know like some some uh, like truth that we can say we know it all or right. that we're the ones that are right and yeah. I mean like how foolish could we be to say that especially when you recognize that the journey and all of this changes just within your own little bubble mm -hmm. you know what I mean like as much as I have changed through this practice and how much the practice itself has changed mm -hmm. over these years with me, I would never rule anything out as like absolutely right or wrong right. or tell anyone else they're absolutely right or wrong. I mean, I'll give you my opinion. I'll share with you what my experience is, but I think we have to be very careful of being so judgmental, especially with something that is like, quite frankly, everyone is trying to understand to some degree. Yeah, there's no absolutes. Mm -mm. And um, I think one, when we put absolutes on things, it's out of fear. Right. Um, and then also, gosh, I keep losing my train of thought today. Because <laughs> we ate right beforehand. It could be. I feel like it's nap time. It could be, it could be. <laughs> um, there's no absolutes. And I also think... Sometimes we seek out absolutes mm -hmm. because when we feel there isn't an absolute structure okay. that will just be floating and that there's no validity to any of this. Yes. But how do you make something valid out of something that's so open? Your experience. Yes. It's to sit with it, to know you right. and to understand how that experience works with who your true right. self is. But then that's another layer of the work, right? Yes. Getting to know your true self. Hello. Because I, I oftentimes feel that, you know, when you're given such freedom with your experience to kind of make something into your reality, yeah, it can feel a little bit loosey-goosey. Like, well, yeah. how do I know if this is right? Right. But how do I know if it's right? You sit with it. You work with it. You work with yourself. Yeah. And that, that takes a lot of 
time and courage and discipline. And time. And time. <laughs> yeah. Just throw time in there about five more times. Yeah. No, but it really is. It's so true. And hopefully, I mean, if nothing else, I hope that, you know, what people will take away from this conversation is just knowing, like, the journey is your own. And you really will have, you know, different experiences throughout the experience of Reiki. And if you are looking for a teacher, you know, do your research and really trust um, whomever you feel drawn to. But I like what you said, too, to maybe have a session with them first to see if they resonate with you. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, go to some Reiki circles or something and see if there's someone there who calls to you. But definitely invest in a teacher if this is something you seriously want to learn yeah yeah a live one I mean it's a warm body yeah I mean and it's you know again it's one of those things where you probably will get a lot more from it especially if you have no experience with energy work or these types of things where you can interact and exchange with other people um yeah, and just know you're going to evolve. Don't try to rush through it. Like mm -mm. it, it's an ongoing process. Even if you try, it'll it'll sit you uh, down and be like, mm -mm. <laughs> it'll sit you all the way down. Yeah, yeah. So, but it is a lot of fun, and that's really the main thing. I mean, this is really a path that you know I wouldn't have changed any part of it for anything, even the parts that were hard, because of what I've learned and how I've grown. So, you know, I'm gonna keep on with my sacred dance. And as I will hope, I. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope you do. I do. Is there anything that you want to say, like recap to people who may be either looking for teachers or evolving through their practice? Keep evolving. <laughs> keep dancing. Yeah, keep dancing. If you're, really, if you're really curious about this stuff, Reiki, and cleaning out your own shit and like you're really curious about it then I think there's something to be said for that you right. know if you're feeling a discomfort in your life like an itch you can't scratch right and this is what you're drawing to drawn to to maybe seek out comfort with that like yeah. keep going down it and you'll hit speed bumps you'll hit them left right and sideways yeah so just maybe not expect it but know that it'll happen and don't be thrown off course by that it's just another part of the experience to yes. get you to where you want to go it's a road you chose so the bumps on the road were known yeah and i will say too um tiffany has some amazing podcasts coming out on her podcast mind your chakras so you do want to be sure to tune into her as well because she talks about a lot of things that are so interesting and i know that will support you on your path so you can learn more about her and check out her podcast by going to mindyourchakras.com and you can learn more about me join us in the secret circle by going to my website which is uchi.com that's y-e-w-c-h-i.com is that it for today I think so. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Thank you so for coming back joy. again. Oh, I'll I'll be here even when you don't ask. I'm so glad we had up. this conversation. It'll be me interesting too. to see the feedback. Ah. Yes. <laughs> and if you do want to talk to Tiffany and I about what we shared, you can join us in the Secret Circle. We will do a Facebook Live coming Ooh. soon. Yes. I yeah, love doing those. Week. Those are fun. Yeah. So we'll see you there. And remember to always journey in love. Bye.